Welcome to the Project You podcast, where each week you will find topics, tools, and tips that will help you bridge the gap between the life you are living and the life you are dreaming about. If you are ready to take control and unleash all that is possible in your life, you are in the right place. And now your host, Certified Life Coach, Timetria McVeigh. Welcome back to the Project You podcast, where we are unleashing the possibilities of your life. This is episode 13, Pure Joy. And I want to tell you about a moment last week when I had so much joy. I volunteered at an after-school program with some colleagues, and I had an absolute blast. I thought we were just going to go read to the kids, color with them, and maybe play some games. Oh no. We played running and jumping games inside. We played running and jumping games outside. And I'm in Texas, y'all, and it's still hot. And we played for about three hours. I was totally worn out when I got home. I showered and had dinner, and I was gonna do some work, but I ended up in bed before nine o'clock. I was exhausted but I had so much fun. And I wanna tell you what I learned from the kids and that experience. First of all, I learned the best magic trick. So if you know me or if you ever meet me in person and we have a deck of cards, ask me to do the trick for you. You're welcome in advance. But seriously, back to what I learned. First, I noticed that they have very structured routines and I'm a big believer in routines especially routines and habits that strengthen and reinforce things that you want to be doing, things that will move you towards your goals. So the kids range from kinder to teen. And when they arrived, even though they noticed new people and you could tell that they were curious about us, they put their things away and went to their seats. So having that routine and knowing what was expected of them kept them on track when something out of the ordinary was happening. So after they put their things away and get settled, they recite their rules. And these are their rules. Respect each other and all staff. Use your inside voices. Keep hands, feet, and objects to yourself. Keep a safe distance from others. I bet that's probably a COVID rule. Clean up and help out. Stay in your seat and raise your hand. I will focus on myself speed limit, walk, don't run. And I will focus on myself was in all caps. And I love that one the most. This sets expectations. These rules set expectations. You know what is expected of you and what to expect from others. You have boundaries. I especially love, I will focus on myself because that is where your power is. And I think that's teaching them a very important lesson. Focus on you and what you can do because that's all that you can control. Then they go through their affirmations. They set their intentions for the time that they're there and they do it every day or every time that they're there. And I think this is important. We need to set our intentions daily. Setting intentions gives your mind a roadmap for the day or in this case for the time that they're spending together. 
It gives their brain a guide and something to focus on. It plants a seed. And one of the things that I noticed when I first arrived was the beautiful messages to the kids that they had on the walls all around the room. There were signs all over. And some of the signs were, I can live my dream. I can achieve anything. I can think outside the box. I am a beautiful human being. I can overcome anything. I can be a leader. I can be respectful. I can seek my destiny. I can inspire others. And I just thought those were very powerful. And those are messages that they see every day. And it's the messages that we get on repeat, either from outside or that we tell ourselves that shape who we are. So those are the messages that they're getting. And I think that's fantastic. So back to their affirmations. Here are the affirmations that they repeat every day when they arrive. I will respect all staff members and students. I will honor my commitments. I will do my best every day. I will participate in all activities. I will change the world. Positive thinking is a choice I make. Those are the affirmations that they repeat. And I just think they can take these messages with them throughout their life. I will respect all staff members and students. It teaches you how to treat people and how to be treated. I will honor my commitments. It teaches you follow through and to be trustworthy and not just to the outside world, but to follow through and be trustworthy with yourself. So that means when you say you're going to do something, you do it. I will be my best every day. That means you give it your all. It doesn't say you have to be perfect. It doesn't say you have to live up to somebody else's expectations, but you have to give it your best. I will participate in all activities. That says I'll be open to the possibilities and I'll try new things. And when you're open to possibilities and willing to try new things, that's where growth comes in. That's where experience comes in. It just opens up the world if you're willing to be open and accepting and at least to see and hear and try to understand the things outside of just your little scope of the world. It opens up so much. I will change the world. It tells them what I'm doing matters. It tells them that they can make a difference. My positive thinking is a choice I make. They have a choice in how they look at the world and how they respond to the world. They are not just at the effect of. They get to choose how they show up and how they exist in the world. It tells them that they are in charge of their destiny. So at this point, you may be thinking, okay, they have rules and affirmation. It's just a way to make the kids behave. But I could see it play out as they went about their day and as they interacted with each other and with us. So after they go through the affirmations and they have their snack, one of the first things that they're asked is if they have homework. And if they have homework, they have to go to a quiet room and do it instead of getting to play with their friends and hang out. What? I had FOMO for them. 
But because that was the routine and that's what was expected of them, no one balked. They went, they did their homework, and then they came out and joined us when they were done. And I also saw this play out when the kids were playing and being competitive. They were having a good time, they were being competitive, but they were being respectful and having fun. They were trying, they were failing, they would get a little frustrated, but they would shake it off and then get right back in the game. So we were playing this game with plastic bowling pins that you had to protect. We had about seven hula hoops set up in a circle and each person had to stand in their hula hoop and protect their pin. And they had two small bean bags because the object of the game is to knock over somebody else's hula hoop. So you're standing in your hula hoop, which was not big at all. And you have this big plastic bowling pin that you're trying to protect with your legs or with your body, depending on how tall or short you are. And you have bean bags coming at you from all sides or in front of you. And you can only have two bean bags that you throw to try and knock over somebody else's bowling pin. And so if they're gone, then you have to step out of your hula hoop to go get more bean bags from the circle or maybe catch them if you can catch if somebody's thrown one at you. And it's just a very fast paced game. So as you're eliminated, if somebody knocks over your pen or if you accidentally knock it over in the commotion, you have to get out of the circle and go get in line and you can get back in the game until a certain point when the buzzer goes off and then nobody else can get back in. You just fight it out to the end to be the last person standing. So it's very fast paced and it's a lot of fun. And there's a lot going on. You're aiming for someone on one side and you have a sneak attack from the other side. So there are a couple of moments of frustration with the kids and the adults, but it's so much fun. One of the things that stood out most in that game was the way the kids of different ages interacted. Like I said, we had kinder to preteens and they all got along and they were all competing in these games. And I can tell that the older kids were mindful of the little kids, but they were not coddling them. They took them out of the game just like they took out the adults and the other older kids. And the little kids were not intimidated by playing with the big kids. They were taking them out and taking out some of the adults as well. So they really did give it their all. They were free and not self-conscious. They didn't seem to be worrying about what other people were thinking about them. They really were just having fun and competing. And it was the same when we went outside and played a different game where there was running and jumping. They were all in it to win it. And the size and the speed didn't matter. Their hearts were in it. And my heart was in it, even though I was a little bit slower. (laughs) It was so much fun. And I think the best part, although I loved it all, was at the end of the day, they had to tell the class and the program manager one thing they had learned that day, or they had to say how they were going to be a better me, them, tomorrow. Like I would have to say how I was going to be a better me tomorrow. I love that. And they didn't just get to say, I learned multiplication tables or something like that. No, the program manager challenged them. She would make them go deeper or tell her more or give her an example. One of the kids said that he learned the slope-intercept formula, and she made him recite it before moving on. So that means they're going through their day, and they're looking for something that's new that they can report on. Or they know that they have to come up with a way that they can be a better them 
the next day. And there were a couple of them that tried to report on something that they obviously already knew. And they had to come up with that, you know, how I can be a better me tomorrow. So imagine if as adults, we did that one exercise, just that one. If you asked yourself at the end of the day, how can I be a better me tomorrow? Not perfect, not something someone else wants you to be, just a better you. If you just make incremental shifts to move in the direction that you want to go, where would you end up? What would be possible for you? I'm going to leave you with that. I'm going to let you ponder that question. So until next time. If you're ready to take on the most important project of your life, subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Follow the link in the show notes or go to coachtemetria.com. That's coach, T-E-M-E-T-R-I-A.com to download the free Project You mini course and unleash all that is possible in your life.